Hi, I'm Alexandra. And I'm Anna, and we are the Russian Sisters. Welcome to our podcast. A show we created to talk about hard things. And also to bring some levity to your lives. Alexandra is a mom and occupational therapist. And Anna is a school counselor. And together we share our life stories. And crazy adventures. We aim to make you smile. And let you know, you're not alone. You're not alone. You are not alone. Enjoy our latest episode from The The Russian Russian Sisters. Sisters. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode. So great to spend an evening and morning and an afternoon with you. How's it going? Um, Things have been pretty funny on my end, I have to tell you, to be honest. Yeah, what do you got for us today? Well, okay, so you know how I am um, haven't been feeling well. I think I talked about it on the last episode and tried not to have coughing fits. Yes. Well, I went to a meeting this morning and it was a pretty big meeting because it wasn't just like my school people meeting. It was a lot of people from a lot of different schools. And first of all, I I went to my school first and then I left there after doing duty and then went to to where this meeting was being held, where all the other people were also going to be. And it was in a conference room. And it wasn't like there were many people there, but there were probably 20 people, some-ish And by the time I got there, I was just a couple minutes late and they were already doing introductions. So it was the first meeting of this group and they were in the middle of introductions. And so I like put my stuff in and that one of the people leading like waves me in. There's a chair next to, I end up seeing like a friend of mine. So I was like, oh, an empty chair next to a friend of mine. Awesome. So I throw my stuff down in the back of the room and then everyone was sitting in a circle. That probably helps to explain that. Everyone was sitting in a circle. One of the leaders was doing an introduction um, and like there were some questions answering about who are you and how long have you been in your position and da 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 what's going on or like how what's your story basically and his story was very long and he's like it turns out he made it so long because when he first started the group was about half the size but then as he started telling his story more of us came into the room and then it ended up being a very long story Whoops. <laughs> and then there wasn't a lot of time to actually run the meeting agenda in the end not necessarily because of him and his story and his journey but it was just really funny that that's how it started that way anyway so I get waved over to this chair ended up sitting next to a friend of mine and um, I then I get a tickle in my throat and I'm like, oh, geez. And so, you know, when you're around a bunch of people who are maybe pandemic triggered and um, then a person starts coughing, they're like, oh, geez, right? Like what sickness did this person bring into the room? And um, I've I've been going at it for about two weeks and I'm pretty sure I'm not contagious and it's not COVID. I tested negative. So I'm like, cool. I like I have, you know, according to the CDC, I am cleared to be in this room with these people. Right. And then I get a tickle in my throat. And so then I start coughing and um, then and, and my water was left back with my stuff in the back of the room. So then I'm just sitting there like trying not to cough. I don't know. if And then my tummy's convulsing. I don't know if this has ever happened to you where you're like, oh, the tickle in your throat. And so you cough a few times. Hope, And then you're like, I hope I'm not making anybody else uncomfortable. And then I feel like there were a few other sympathy coughs going around the room, which I thought was really nice. But then um, so like I. I cough and I'm like, gosh, you know, my, all my cough drops are also with my stuff in the back of the room. So then, um, it gets to the point where I'm like coughing a few times in a row and I'm thinking like, I am going to need to excuse myself because I can feel like a big hack coming up and it's not going to be pretty. And so my friend who was sitting next to me, like my back, the, (laughs) my chair was backed up to a table and where my friend was sitting, like there was 
a, a, a clearing to get out of the room. But then it was just so awkward because I had to like walk around a bunch of people and then go, the door was on the other side from where I was sitting. But anyway, so I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm just going to have to go. So I nudge my friend and I'm like, so I'm going to have to get out. And then she moves her chair over and my thighs are a little bit too big for the space that she she made available. So, and they're not, right, they're not ginormous, but I was like, I, I am too big to like get squeezed through there. So she's really trying to move over. And then um, what ends up happening is I end up tripping over her chair. Like, <laughs> and then instead of like discreetly trying to get out so I don't have a coughing fit in front of everybody, I end up like, it was just so comical and I like trip and almost fall on my face. Um, but luckily behind everybody's, well, except for half the room that was facing me and I was watching this whole thing go down. So I like trip my way out of the circle while I'm trying to be discreet. So I don't have a coughing fit. And then I take my purse and I go out into the hallway and I'm like, I'm chugging my cough syrup and I'm taking my medicine. And I'm like, how many cough drops do I have? Three. Awesome. Because I left the big family sized pack that I bought back at my office when and I like left in a fluster to get to this meeting that I was already going to be late to. And so then I'm like, shoot. All right. So I chug the stuff and then I go back in and I'm, um, I try to sit back in the in my chair and I was like, no, forget it. Like I'm just so I was sitting behind my friend awkwardly, like outside of the circle, but barely outside of the circle, and everybody else is inside the circle. And so there I am, and I'm still coughing because obby, I had none of the stuff that I just took has had time to kick in. And so then I'm doing like the convulsing and the <clears throat> like trying not to, and I'm like pinching myself and I'm like poking my nails into my skin just to like take try and distract from the 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 itch that's at the back of my throat from whatever drip is happening from my sinuses. I don't even know. It's not pretty, but it was it was funny. It was funny. And then and then at some point I was like, I started to cough again. And then I just had to leave and go outside. And then I like where where I was was on the second floor, which is pretty open to the first floor of this big building. And it's big open spaces. When you get higher up, then it's like each floor is its own. But the first and second are kind of connected by this big, just big open spaces. And so when I'm having my coughing fit, because I can't find a bathroom to go be in, because mm. um, I don't know that floor of this building. I could have told you where it is. I wish. I wish you had been there because you would have laughed the whole way through. Yeah. <coughs> oh. And then. Okay. Yeah. Yes. This is going to happen if I keep talking. I do have cough, dro cough drops with me. And I did ask Anna to take the lead on today's episode. So we'll see how that goes. I do. I do have some stories if we need them. It's going to be awesome. Everything is awesome. Um, Even when she's sick, she still sings, y'all. This is going to be great. So my point to that was I was having like I was full on having a great coughing fit out in this big open space, which is like booming and echo echoing for two floors. I'm sure they were like, why is this person not home isolating? But really, like I've been cleared, people. I've been cleared to be at work. I feel like there's a bigger moral to this story, which is don't be late. <laughs> OK. And and also bring your cough drops. Bring your cough drops. Don't be. I mean, it's it's hard enough when you walk in. It kind of reminds me of any movie out there where the door makes the loudest noise possible when you're trying to be the quietest. That's that's just Murphy's Law, right? Does anyone remember Murphy's Law? But that's that's kind of how it works when you're trying to be as discreet as possible, not have the coughing fit, which I'll say, I feel like trying to hold in a cough when it's like that is like trying to hold in a sneeze. And then it makes me think that your eyes are going to pop out of your head. So... 
Probably just best to cough. <laughs> yes. Well, then, so we we are done with the circle. And then we are, um, we go back to our table spaces and then all the medicine kicks in. And I noticed, I was like, not only am I not coughing, but neither is anybody else in the room. They really were sympathy coughs. Have I said this before? I feel like I have on this on this website, oh my gosh, on this podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> um, in college, there was a girl I went to high school with who ended up going to the same college as me. And she remarked once how when you're in class and you start coughing, she's like, wait to hear how many people start coughing after you. And what was hysterical was she used to be like, and this is what she's like, this is what you're going to hear in your head. Do, 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 do. <laughs> and so literally like anytime after that, that I've heard coughing fits or like you hear, it's like, you know, when I'd sit for the LSAT and someone starts coughing and that's all you hear. And it just goes right in that nice little rhythm. It's hysterical. You guys are welcome. You're now going to hear it. Do, 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 boop, 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 boop. Mm -hmm. That's really funny. Yeah. I'm sorry that I mean that's so like it's it is pretty funny and at the same time it's kind of annoying because I know that you've been fighting this for a little bit you aren't contagious in, anymore I would say you've talked to doctors there's it's the ride the wave I know how annoying is that like ride the wave I do have my own suspicions you projector <laughs> Okay, I'm going to get into that in a little bit. Okay, because mm -hmm. it just kind of cracks me up. Um, but I, but it's hard at the beginning of the year. It just is, and you're around people, and now the weather is going to be changing, and they're just announcing how the COVID shot's going to be like the flu shot, and now you have to get it every year, and if you so choose. I think the remark made was that's why we have two arms, one for the flu shot and one for the booster. Yes, that was – my understanding is it was not – POTUS, but it was his person, his media person, his the communications director. There dude. you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Every single president and their staff, they have to have at least one of those where you're like, how did you get that job? <laughs> there has to be. You know what it reminds me of? Like, um, do you remember from, oh, what was it? That, um, Saturday Night Live? No. Oh, no, sorry. There was a magazine thing that we used to get. Um, and <laughs> keep going two words sounds like highlights oh yes <laughs> two words highlights <laughs> which is really just one word on the cover but how there was that cartoon goofus and gallant yeah like there always has to be a goofus yes. doofus a doofus goofus yes mm -hmm. well and I totally understand it's like it's kind of like when you and I talk about the NPR puzzle, right? And when you're in your car and you're listening to it, you're like, I know the answer. How do you not know the answer? And it's always different when you're playing the game live and you're having to do the puzzle and think critically live. So sometimes I think we've all had those moments where you're saying something and then you go, I probably should have said something differently. It's just when you have a very high profile position, mm -hmm. you have to be even more diligent. Diligent is a good word. Thanks. I read sometimes. I agree. I always listen to the Sunday puzzle on my way to church. I think I've said this before, but that's how I gauge whether I'm late or not, mm. where we are in the puzzle, things small yeah. shorts. And just about every contestant says that, like, you know, you play along in your car and you're like yelling at the stereo, <laughs> your car radio. 
<laughs> or the steering wheel because you're like, I know the answer and I can't believe that they're not getting it. But yeah, when you're under pressure, I suck under pressure. Like we played um, when we did this staff amazing race at school and there was a trivia thing. I totally like I freeze under pressure like that. Me too. I do not do well under pressure with quizzes, tests. No, thank you. Which always kind of gave me a complex as a kid because I don't know, just part of my ability or inability to relate or connect with people. I know we talked about like connecting and stuff last episode, but part of my thing has, it was been like, ah, oh, look at me. Look at how smart I am. I'm smarty pants. I'm going to do AP classes. I'm going to do IB classes. Um, but when it came time to actually test my knowledge, this is why I will not ever do an IQ test purely out of fear. I will not do it. I do not want to have an IQ test tell me I'm dumb. I've had to do so many of those person, not personality tests because I get into like the astrological and human design, as you guys know. But I had, oh my gosh, I had a job that had me do Myers-Briggs. And it instead of being informative, which they told me was to help them understand me as a person, it was kind of weaponized a little bit. And it was like, oh, that's why you're the way you are. And so it wasn't very uplifting. So I don't like any of those. Even I can't even like tell what the letters are anymore. But yeah, I just can't get into that. I feel like a lot of your jobs were not awesome. They weren't. But I also, I mean, my jobs matched my self-worth. And hmm. so I put up with a lot of stuff in order to try and connect and to feel special and to feel unique or to feel valued rather than just valuing myself, which as they say, I think 40 is that magical number. Although I started this journey before 40 of just being able to say, yeah, I don't honestly care as much anymore. Right. And that I, I wish that we were built in a way that we didn't wait until we're 40 to have these wake up moments. Right. I totally get that. Yeah. And, but I also feel like you need that time to really have experience in order to get that wisdom. I think some people are like, I can be wise, you know, prior to 40, but at the same time, that I think you have to have the experience up until 40 to gain the wisdom in order to get there versus I've even like thought like, man, if I knew this when I was 25, well, I didn't have the same experience to give me that, that journey and that wisdom to get here. Hopefully for y'all this works. That's all I'm going to say. I am not technologically savvy on this. But it's anyway, working for me. Yeah. There's my tangent. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of tangents, do you remember when you did an episode called Balls and Dicks? <laughs> sure. You do remember that? Well, you know, that one's hard to forget. I was thinking about this the other day because... Were you thinking about balls and dicks the other day? Yes, because... Uh, well, the episode anyway. And I was thinking about it because you and I went to a show with our sister-in-law and the nieces, their first concert at the Ball Arena. We sure did. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then you and I just went to a show at Dick's. Sporting Goods Arena. Yeah, it is. It is a mm -hmm, a sponsored arena. And as we were walking away from the second show, I was like, "Balls and dicks." <laughs> she she was. <laughs> it is midnight, and she's like, "Balls and dicks." That's funny. <laughs> Which I have to. I had someone ask me about the show because we have a friend who lives right by the stadium, mm -hmm. and she was like, "Next time you need to just park at my house and walk." And I was like, "Why didn't we think of that?" 
but um, you probably did. But she asked me uh, how it is as a venue. And I was like, it's so good as a venue. I was like, horrible parking. <laughs> Terrible parking. <laughs> parking situation um, at Dick's Sporting Goods Field or whatever it's called. Park. It's yeah. Horrible. Was not my favorite. Not my favorite. But, but and I wasn't sure, like, if we did park near her house, I wasn't sure how long the walk would be, but it really wouldn't be that much farther than no. where we had to walk because also when we parked and we got a pretty decent parking spot in the end, we saw this serpentine, serpentine, teen tine of people. And we're like, oh God, like there's a line to get in. I've never seen this before at a venue like this. Like when we went to the arena, the ball arena, formerly Pepsi Center, uh, you have like eight entrances. And so then you have a lot of different ways to funnel people in. And I'd never been there for this kind of show at Dick's. And so I, I didn't know how it worked to get in. Yeah. It turned out there were multiple gates you could go through, but all the people saw this one long line and just assumed this is where I must go. Including us. Yeah, and Although we I mean I did, I did protest. You did. And for a long time you did. And until we were like maybe this is it. And then there was a person who finally came by and was like people are getting in this gate um easier and it's a faster line. So like one of the event crew and we were like where were you 20 minutes ago when we were half a mile long yeah in this journey. But it was a good way to get the steps in. That is true. Um I will say the other piece of irony is that the shows we went to, it was Macklemore and Imagine Dragons. Did you already say that? No. Oh, well, it was Macklemore and Imagine Dragons. And I love their message. Both of them had a message of love and unity, coming together, you know, being in your purpose, all those good things. Promoting and mental health, promoting therapy, yeah. um, promoting like doing for yourself. Absolutely. And you can see everyone is coming together and they kept saying 22,000 people. This is amazing. And then it's like, yes, we feel the kumbaya until we walked out the gate and had to go get in our cars. Yeah. <laughs> until then, the car line, you're <laughs> yeah. like bumper to bumper for 20 minutes and you might or might not have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it was bad. And there's nothing. I mean, I think we've all been there where you're sitting in your car, you're stuck in a line and you're just watching another line of cars just go and go and go. You're like, can we just move an inch? Nope. Okay. Watch another 10 cars go. And then you play that game of do we go? Do we not go? Do we go? Do we not go? Totally. We were, we were, I was like, do I have room to skirt around these cars and go into that line that is moving? Or do I stay here? And was it going to be Murphy's Law? Like as soon as I go over there, this line is going to move. It was just, it, yeah. So we just stayed where we were and we're patient mostly. And it worked out better for us. It did. Well, and it also didn't help that we didn't have any Wi-Fi. So we couldn't play the Imagine Dragons <laughs> Songs that we wanted to. We couldn't play games on our phone. We actually had to <coughs> have a conversation with each other. I know we had to talk <laughs> after being with each other for five hours. Right. <laughs> and yeah. screaming. Mm -hmm. And dancing. And like warning everyone around us like, just beware. Like we like to party. Not party, party. But we, you know, we like to dance and oh, have yeah. fun. And we like to stand at these shows and yes there was an older couple who they were very into the show but they sat for the majority of it and so i like to give them fair warning i like to bounce <laughs> yes i think one of my favorite parts of the show besides the acts they were absolutely amazing was that there was this family in front of us and the parents were probably our age yeah and they had children probably i don't know upper elementary age I agree with that 
with them and it was their first concert and it was super cute. But my favorite was like for so many of the Imagine Dragon songs, the dad was like smiling and singing and like dancing. And I was like, that's really cool. Like he was really getting into it. And like I thought that was great role modeling for his kids. I agree. I think live music helps all of us pretend we are singing and performing for the music video. Yeah, I can't wait until other people listen to their videos like they were taking videos of the bands singing and us in the background <laughs> also like crooning oh, away. I've got one and your hoops and hollers are certainly in there. <laughs> really? Yeah. Awesome. It's cute. Is that for Thunder? Yes. I had to record that one for Buddy because it's one of his favorite songs. It's a good one. So another thing that happened recently is that Alexandra has this um, paper wasp nest on, sure on her house. And she's been asking me if I will come over and hold the ladder for her so she can spray it down. Mm -hmm. And then she tried it on her own yesterday. And well, well, let me oh, back up a little yes, bit. Yes, You, you tell your story no, and then no, I'll tell I'll, my part. I'll, yeah, you can tell your part. My house is like a Monet. If you just drive by, it looks normal and like the rest of the houses in my neighborhood. If you happen to step closer to my front lawn, it is like 90% weeds right now. Also, when the guys came and replaced some of my windows, they have to mess with the siding a little bit. And so I still have window glue and some spots that need to be painted. And my backyard is a little bit better on the weeds, but the side of my house, which is usually covered by my neighbor, the neighbor who doesn't live here, her pine tree, it is a jungle. I have a jungle on the side of my house that I'm like, oh, I should probably do something. Now, mind you, I'm the one who lives across the street from people who will go out with scissors into their lawn and are very meticulous. I mean, it's fun to watch them. And I'm like, man, I wish I just had that to want to do all of that. So yeah, so my house is the Monet and then you add between the weeds and I just killed my flowers in the barrels by not watering them. So, you know, it's a little dilapidated the closer you get. You can't really tell what's going on. And then now I have a wasp's nest. Thank you to the neighbor who doesn't live here because they started on her house and I think they realized pretty quickly not much action over here. So they decided to post up in the tallest eave on my house. Now, I will say a few years ago, same spot, and Sean had, like, this is what I've been using. This was an old hornet's nest. Sean tried to go and get it, but instead of get, I don't even remember the scenario for why, like, I was not paying attention, and I just knew that he was going after the hornet's nest. He decided to climb out onto part of our roof to get at the nest and stopped shockingly, because he got stung and everything, anything around spraying one of these nests is like, everyone says, be prepared to run. Be prepared to run. No, don't get on your roof and try and get within five feet of the damn thing. No, that's why they make those sprayers so powerful. So you can spray from far away when those suckers mine, come out of the yeah. nest. Except mine blew back in my face. <coughs> you know, it's great. I'm trying to really be healthy and eat clean, but you know, I'll just have some hornet spray like right on my skin. Anyway, back to the hornet's nest. So I came over today to hold the ladder so Alexander could get up on the ladder and spray from the top of the ladder mm -hmm. to the tallest eave on her house. 
And I, as we were like opening up the garage door, I felt like we were <laughs> we were like in Christmas vacation. I was like, where are our hockey masks? And where's like all our protective gear? As we we're like ready to go into battle. We didn't have any of that, which is then why we got sprayed right in the face with the stuff. And we're okay. Don't worry. Yeah, it'll be okay. But anyway, so she climbs up on the ladder and she's like, feel free to run. And I'm like, no, the whole point of me coming over was to hold the ladder for you. Like, I'm not going to leave you hanging. (laughs) It's not a free for all here. But you almost did. Well, what happened was (laughs) Al starts spraying. And um, before the wind picked up, she got some good hits onto the sucker. And it made the wasps a little upset. So you could see them flying out of there. And we were like, oh, boy. And then she tried spraying again. And and of course, there was a little bit of a wind. So it wasn't hitting hitting the nest. It just Mm. was spraying in the other direction. In my face. Towards us. And so Mm -hmm. um, at that point, you could see some more of the wasps come out. And so what I did is I just kind of ducked under the ladder, which means bad luck for me anyway. I'm screwed either way. But then there was a wasp that came down by my way. And I was like, oh, gosh, like I, I was getting ready to circle around the ladder. I w- still would have been there to hold it for you. No, no, I was fine. I just needed your help getting it all the way extended. The oh, point, really? But the thing was, she was ready to run into the house. And that's where Buddy was. And I was in my head. I'm like, no, go to the backyard. You don't go towards the kid. And my gate is broken on top of everything else. Just like right one thing after another with this house. That's the way it goes. So I'm thinking just go towards the broken gate. Just It'll swing right open for you. Um, but leave, leave Buddy out of this. <laughs> and so this this will continue because that was an unsuccessful attempt. So Shmom, Shmibo, and I have a date tomorrow. Yeah. And I mean, I was like, should we move the ladder so that we're like closer to the nest? And then Alexander's like, but then we'll be right underneath it. Right. <laughs> and- Here she is ready to run. And she's like, can I get you closer to it? But I'm going to go ahead and skip out. Well, the the wasps weren't flying at us when they were coming out. They were like flying out and up. So I was like, we might be safe if we're even directly underneath it. But mm-hmm. that didn't happen because the wind picked up. So stay tuned. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I, I got nothing for you guys except the wind blew and I sprayed wasp spray into my face. Yeah. So then I got to read Buddy Bedtime Stories while well. she was like, I need to go take a shower. I'm like, yes, yes, you do. Because as we agreed, that stuff is not good for humans. Well, I put some stuff that's supposed to help with weeds in the grass. I did, you know, you guys, I am doing it. So don't reach out and be like, weed be gone because I already know. But any of this stuff has chemical. You know, like even I spray like a, it's an organic kind of vinegar on the weeds that I can spray. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. Oh, and here's one for you. The continued fight with cottonwood roots in my yard. So I have my four-foot out of my 30-foot area that has flowers. <laughs> yes, it's beautiful. Uh-huh. It is. It's blooming. It's really cool. And so every once in a while, we'll go back there, check on the weeds, because weeds are like the bane of my existence right now. But I'm like, fine. So I go back there, and I'm like, what? What is this thing coming out? Like, that doesn't that doesn't really match this flower thing I have going on. What is this? 
It was like a two and a half foot cottonwood tree growing. No. Like intertwined with this bush. So I had to like, yes, I had to dig it out. I was so annoyed. I was like, dang it. So, and unfortunately that neighbor, she's just, she's just checked out. So. Plagued by the cottonwood. You know, it's like. We used to have a neighbor back in the day who'd get out and vacuum his roof. And now I understand that. <laughs> but it's like you always have it's the mundane things where you're like, really, this is the big fight that you have in your life right now. And I'm like, yep, it's tree roots. That's what I fight. And so mm-hmm. if my neighbors ever hear me going out there and like cussing up a storm, it's because I'm finding more. more. And those suckers come up quick. And fast, and now when I'm pulling them out, it used to just be like one or two little root systems, but it's like a whole clump, like two handful clump of roots, and they could all be their own trees. That just made me flash on when we took our parents out for their anniversary the other day because they mm-hmm. were celebrating 50 golden years together. Yes, um, it and finally has happened. <laughs> it has happened. And we were sitting there. We uh, were seated outside on a patio. It was a beautiful restaurant, beautiful patio. We were outside. And our mother, like at some point, like interrupted whatever conversation we were having to say like, that tree looks like an int. <laughs> she did behind us and we, I think Alexandra and I looked at her like did she say Ent like from Lord of the Rings yes it's because her husband our father um, is ma- not making her but they're going through all the Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. so they can watch the Ring of Power Rings of Power something like that yeah you know yeah. whatever new Tolkien oh, thing is out speaking of shows let's, let's get in there you told me you were going to tell me a little bit about this show you're watching I will but I have some oh. um, pre-story first okay Sorry, you guys. I jumped out of line on this one. No, it's all going to connect. The thing that you said earlier with me being sick to the shows that I'm watching now Mm. with the story I'm about to tell, it is all togetherness. (laughs) It's all related. Okay. So my district has this wellness initiative, which is grand. Um, They, I think, do a great job of trying to put out things into the universe to make sure that our, you know, employees are taking care of themselves and whether it's like monthly wellness challenges or team competitions or just newsletters or recipes or whatever the case may be. I think they do a really great job. And at the end of last semester, they put out a survey um, asking what people wanted. And I think one of the things that they did in response to this survey was offer this series of webcasts. So today, uh, after work, was the first of, I think, five webcasts that they're doing. And the district isn't doing them. It's the primary insurance company Schmeiser that we all have. Uh-huh. So wealth of information, huge wellness stuff. Um, and so we have these employees from Schmeiser doing these webcasts. And they're- I love that she's saying it that way since I've called the insurance group by its name before. I know. And it's not like you don't know who they are. <laughs> and I, right? Like Kaiser. Great. Oh, no, Schmeiser. Sponsor us. No, you guys, your district has the, the offshoot. Mm-hmm. From, I had Kaiser when I worked for the district, mm-hmm. but you guys get Schmeiser. We have Schmeiser. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. No wonder the quality's gone. Anyway. Instead so. of like, um, what is it? Bronze, silver, and gold, you get like... Gray, Play-Doh. Gray, pink, or black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So um, there's a series of webcasts and, it, and I signed up for them because since one of my colleagues left due to burnout and, and she's not alone in that, there were a number of people who are leaving the profession, especially after last year due to burnout or just stress or whatever. I've been on this like fact finding mission. Like how can I be healthier? How can I be a healthier leader for my people? How can I um, incorporate some of these wellness things into just our daily practice so that we're not burning out and we're not wanting to leave the profession. So when this resource came out, I was like, oh snap, like this is like some of the stuff that I've been looking for. And so I signed up for this series of webcasts, the first one of which was today. And, and they started off with stress and talking about stress. And I was like, awesome, because I, over the last few weeks, have been feeling kind of stressed, although I didn't know how stressed I was until, here it is, I got sick. So during this stress webcast, we do some reflecting and um, we actually do some action planning. And they asked um, a question about like, what did you learn through the pandemic about your stress or what, you know, was there anything that has, has kind of hit you in the past couple of years about your practices or whatever? And so, and it's it's a taped recording. It was actually a really cool platform. And um, it wasn't a chat. There wasn't a chat like in Zoom where everyone can see what you're typing. And so I didn't know so the very very end that like I wasn't anonymous to the to the speakers. Sure. Um, but no one else can see what you're typing in. So they would ask questions and you type them in. And so uh, to that answer, I learned I put um, well, I, I know this very well about myself, is that like I pretend that I'm not stressed or like that I'm maybe not as stressed as I know I am until I get sick, mm -hmm. right? Like I try and shove it down and shove it down and shove it down. And then finally my body is like, hey, pay attention to what is going on, um, which is just like big, you know, flags and fireworks going off for me that I need to do a better job of managing all the stuff before I get sick, sure. which made me do some reflecting on, um, I, you know, as I was sitting there during this webcast, I was like, yeah, like all at the same time, the first couple of weeks, and this has happened for the past few years, have been very stressful, whether it's because there have been deaths right at the beginning of the school year and I'm going to funerals. And this time it was that I also had to put my cat down right at the beginning of the school year. And so I didn't realize until I got sick just how much my body had been impacted by all of the things that were happening. The coming off of vacation, being stressed about going back to school, right? Like in the moment, I'm I'm not feeling like I'm stressed. I'm I really like as I was reflecting, I'm like I don't feel like I was as stressed as my body ended up being, if that makes any kind of sense. Like for as sick as I got and then the pinched nerve all happening at the same time and my body was like yelling at me to like freaking slow down and take some rest. Um, in those moments, the the weeks leading up to it, I, I guess I didn't feel that stressed. But now the point where I am, this is all to say where I am now, I can see that, man, yeah, those weeks were really taking a toll. Yeah, I think that takes a lot of self-awareness to to actually reflect on that and not just push through and <coughs> find excuses of, oh, I was around these people or it's the beginning of the school year. And I, I've said this before. I think it's not necessarily just the amount of stress you're under and not I'm not for you leaving your job. 
because I know how much you love your team. I know how much you love what you do. I think it can also just be like, this is what's going to continue happening because you work a lot of hours. <laughs> I, do. I do, especially at the beginning of school year. And I'm not great at the balance part, which is I'm learning, guys. Like I'm really learning and I'm hoping to get better and incorporate some of the practices so that I am taking better care of myself during the day, during the work day, taking the rests when I need them, taking the breaks as I need them, saying no to things yeah. so that this isn't like it's just not wash, rinse, repeat because it's no fun for me. No. And I think I don't know if if it's okay to bring this up, but you're actually going to present. Isn't this part of what you're thinking of presenting about at a conference? Yes. Coming up in October, my yeah. friend Gretchen and I were going to be presenting on how to beat the burnout and achieve longevity yeah. in our careers. And um, yeah, like I, we have said how we are like prime examples to get up there and say, look, we are tried and true. Like these, we are the same. We're still, we're fighting the same battles and trying to figure it out too. It's not like we're standing up here, the experts, like we have it all figured out that we're going to try and um, work through it with the people and hopefully get some ideas to take away for ourselves too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think that's amazing. I think people find value when you are less preachy at, at them. I hope you guys could hear me. I'm just kidding. Anna might have like met her end for today. Um, but what I was going to say is I think people find value when you can say, I'm going through this too. I think people are more open to that than if, because that's more talking with people than talking at them. And I was actually just listening to a podcast that was talk, someone talking about parenting, but it was really interesting. Some of the things she was saying in general about people and the experiences we have as children. And I was like, man, this is all what I've been talking about recently with some friends and how at some point, the, this woman who is a doctor, she said, you know, my husband reminds me I have to let everyone know that I'm on this journey too. She's like, I get really passionate about my message. I get really into it. I can give off-the-cuff examples. And also I have three children and I'm trying to figure this out on my own as well. And so I think there's just value in you being able to understand and it makes you guys relatable. And I do agree. It's hard. It's your job is very demanding on time and you and I have talked about how you get a deadline and you have a list of things that you have to do to meet that deadline. But often what ends up happening is you have to work longer than just your eight hours a day, even though I'll say projectors should be working three to four hours a day tops. But that's hard when, you, when you're like, I just have, I have to get this stuff done. And during the day is not always afforded to you because of what you have going on with kids. And it just seems like the system isn't set up to help you be successful. And so I commend you for wanting to give tips and tricks and come up with strategies to help people because the system's not going to help them, but you have a job to do and you guys are kind of stuck in the middle, but can potentially have some really amazing ways to encourage and empower other people to set those boundaries and be able to avoid that burnout or at least lessen the impact of the burnout. Totally. As you were talking, I was thinking about how like different our um, industry is from other industries. Like, okay, so I'll get there in a second, the show that I'm watching now um, <laughs> and how vastly different my industry is from this industry. But I was also thinking like, how can I better incorporate some of these strategies into my day. I know I've already said that, but it's just forever thinking. But okay. 
So <laughs> self-care, talking about this. I came home the other day, and you guys know that usually my go-tos are like Dateline and Murder, She Wrote, because I'm still finishing up the 12th season of Murder, <laughs> She Wrote. <clears throat> right? I also commend you for being able to tolerate Murder, She Wrote, because the other day there's a British show that our parents watched and recommended to me. And it goes back to like, I want to say 94, 95. And I usually like to start series at the beginning. I couldn't do it, y'all. I just, I couldn't do the hairstyles. I couldn't do the, it was like, I went right back and I was like, oh no, I feel like I'm walking around Target right now with the body suits and like the fashion that's happening right now. And so I tried fast forwarding a little bit to see if if that <laughs> would help. It didn't. It just turned out not to be a, a show that, is good for me to watch right now, but I was like, I can't go back to, I can't go back. Some shows, sometimes I can, like movies and stuff, I I can, but shows, I, I don't think I can. Yeah, I can. And I'm wrapping, I'm working my way through because I started it and now I have to finish it. That's true. That's, true. yeah. I mean, I just, I just finished Ozark and I, mm. it took me a while because I was like, oh, this one's so dark, but the ending is actually really phenomenal. But anyway, it's not about me. Let's talk about you. So I came home the other day and I was like, I don't want to watch news. I really try not to watch news. So I put on the Netflix and I was like, what's new? And there was like some show called The Devil in Ohio. And I was like, mm, I don't think so. It has not Zoe, but is it Emily Deschanel from mm -hmm. <clears throat> Bones? Bones? Yeah. And it looks to be like a psychological thriller that I might like on another day. But this week I've been like, no, my headspace is not there. So I started watching Selling Selling in the OC. Uh-huh. One of those shows that you can't get your life back after watching, but I got sucked in. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my God, Alexandra, like I have sunk to a new level in watching Selling in the OC. Did it make you want to go out and buy new shoes? No. It made me wonder, like, oh, I was so intrigued by who gets hired on uh, by these fellas. Yeah. There's definitely, and we have talked about this with other shows, like there's definitely a certain type of person that gets hired on. And there must be like this dress code. Like they wear these ridiculous high heels to like construction sites and then to these new, like they're constantly in ridiculous high heels, which you and I know is not good for your feet or your back. No. As a 40-year-old woman, 40-something-year-old, I'm like, oh, he'll know anymore. He'll know. <laughs> oh, he'll know. That's the one thing I need to go through my closet. I've been holding on to some of my favorite high heels for years, and I don't wear them. Sometimes, I think for my my grad school graduation, I, I put some back on. But my feet now, they just start screaming and running backwards if I even try and approach them. Yeah, so they're I like five-minute shoes for me anymore. Yeah. I wore these wedges to a wedding the other day, and I was like, I'm going to pay for this. And I'm hoping I can make it through this ceremony and then like the reception. I'll be sitting for both of those things. And then dancing, I'll be able to last about five minutes up on them. So it's just a total tangent, and then we'll get back to you and the OC. <coughs> but I, back in the day when I was trying to date Bumble, I remember distinctly a guy put in his little profile thing or whatever that he only likes beautiful feet and if you have gross feet like swipe left kind of thing I don't remember what he said verbatim but I like these constant back and forths when it comes to women where I'm like okay you don't like really gross looking feet but guess what happens to our feet after we've worn like you'll be okay if we're wearing high heels but our feet are gonna take the damage <laughs> and maybe not look so cute after 
it was just one of those things where I was like, okay, you don't, all right, that's, that's great. But, but you're okay if we keep wearing high heels. Yeah. Probably. Like anyone who's athletic and plays sports has terrible feet because yeah. of the shoes, ballerinas, skiing, anything, anything. Mm-hmm. Ugh, tears up your feet. And after a while, like you're going to have Flintstone looking feet. <laughs> just star. You, it's just going to happen. Um, but not if you work And what on- is a pretty foot anyway? <laughs> Oh, no. What the I hell does that mean? Pretty feet? <laughs> Do you remember? No, I have a broken toe <laughs> nail. Do you remember when you got your puzzle that you think your foot on the puzzle is not yours? It's Jackie's. <laughs> I was like, this is a really nice puzzle that Jackie made of the photos, but that's not me in that picture. <laughs> I th- That's not my leg. That's <laughs> not <laughs> Yeah. I put I I still haven't put the puzzle together. I started oh, to during the pandemic. I put she did a really cute thing. Like mine is all of Buddy. There are different pictures of Buddy, and I did. It's it's downstairs in my basement, wait, waiting it, to be framed. But super cute idea, and I love it. It's just yeah. in the box right now because it's not my leg. <laughs> anyway, back to back to oh back to OC. selling in the OC. Is it yeah. in the OC or selling the OC? Whatever, selling okay. the OC. No, I yeah, I think it's selling the OC. Okay. Right? I'm so uncouth. I don't even know which show I'm watching. Do you, like, I'm so, do you drive on the I-25? I do. <laughs> I am so not in the league, in the league with these people. No. I am so far removed. Like, okay, so I watched, I finished watching that. It was only eight episodes that was on Netflix. And then today I got home from work and I had a little bit of time before coming over here to help you with the ladder and the wasps. Um, So I sat down because I was also having dinner. So I sat down and I... To put on. I was like, I'm not going to watch news. So what's on Netflix? There's a de- once again, Devil in Ohio. No thanks. I don't want to start that. And then I was like, Oh, Selling Sunset. <laughs> oh so I started. One's not enough. Uh-huh, so I started watching Selling Sunset while eating my cauliflower crust pizza. <laughs> How'd that go for you? You know, I well actually it wasn't a cauliflower crust pizza this time, but it was a gluten free mm. crust, which I don't hate. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't hate the gluten free. Crust. I think it just depends because some of them just get dry really fast. Or they're That's why you have to eat the whole thing in one like sitting. (laughs) You don't put like half in the refrigerator. Like you don't save it for later. Like either you have enough people there to eat the whole thing or you throw the half away that you didn't eat because you know it's not going to save. It's very wasteful. It is. Yeah. This one I think was rice flour. Okay. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. So back to selling sunset. Yeah, this one is the one that they talk about on our morning radio station all the time. Ah, uh, uh-huh. yes. So I don't know. We'll see. Well, in a moment of desperation, one time I will say I put on—I don't remember the name of the show—but it's all about people dating for astrological sign. Mm-hmm. Um, someone pairs them up. They have people who come to this, like men and women who come on this show and each person is of a different astrological sign. And then there's another group of people who are men and women who come and commingle and then they plant these ideas within their heads to say, if you are an Aries, you can only, you really only connect with these types of signs and and so if you start talking to someone who's a sign not in that, then you are doomed to fail. Because that's what the internet says. Any of those sites that I've been on, it's like, who's your best love match? And it'll tell you like, this sign does well with these signs. But then as I read about one of those dating, there was an article about one of the dating sites sites like that. Mm-hmm. That said specifically, like when people do things like that, then they start eliminating potential dates 
that you might get along just fine with that person, but you read like, oh, my sign should not date that sign, so you don't. Well, that's exactly like someone – and again, I made it through um, I think 20 minutes of the first show and then I was like, I can't do this. I just can't. But someone – one of the women was like, oh, I'm bummed. We had – we seem to really have this connection, but uh, he is that sign. I, it's not compatible with me, so I'm just going to have to put him on the no list. Bummer. I know. Mm. Well – Alexandra, on that note. I don't even know what to make of today's episode, so thank you all for tuning in. It just exemplifies where we are right now. Hot mess. We've said this before. Hot messes, but we come together to show you, our people, that you are not alone. So if you have had days like this, if you're hacking up a lung while you're trying to do something really professional, you are not alone. And also, it may not be your leg. (laughs) In the photo. It may not be your leg in the photo. That's very funny. <laughs> All right. I have the STW joke of the day. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. I Get your giggle on, okay? What do you call a belt with a clock on it? Mm, I don't know. A waste of time. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, man. Thanks so much again for tuning in. We are pumped, y'all. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully the next time you hear us, we'll, we'll be in better We're shape. Ship shape. We are on top of it all the time. All the time. Who's on top of it all the time? Uh, Leave us reviews, share us, listen to us where you can. We love you. Thanks so much. And we will chat soon. Yeah. And then I'm going to come back and tell you all the more drama about selling Sunset and selling the OC. She is. She's going to – I'm going to have her. I bet you the next time we record, she's going to be in heels. (gasps) It doesn't matter what you're wearing. You're just going to have heels on. I do take on the characters of the shows (laughs) I'm watching. Mm -hmm. True story. All right, guys. We love you. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Russian Sisters. To connect with them, go to therussiansisters.com. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. Hi, I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.